for joining us. My name is BJ Murphy, publisher of News News. We're hosting a series of candid interviews to help you make a more informed decision as you go to the polls this year. Early voting began on October 14th and election day is on Tuesday, November 2nd. Remember to join us live on Facebook on Tuesday, November 2nd at 7.30 for our annual election night results show coverage. Uh, we wanna say a special thank you to Senator Jim Perry and Social House Vodka for helping to sponsor that. And we're happy to actually to be inside of the Pump House 1906 Cocktail Bar and Social House today. And with me right now, we have Zach Holcomb, candidate for Mayor of City of Kinston. Zach, thanks for being with us today. Absolutely, BJ, thanks for having me. And what a sweet place. It like, is kind oh, of neat. Man. Classic. I was talking with uh, <laughs> Carrie about the idea of having interviews here, and I was like, uh, man, this lighting in this room is too great. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. For sure, for sure. So tell us a little bit about Zach, your family work, you know, things about that. Just give us a little bit of background on who Zach is. For sure, man. I'm. Uh, my name is Zach Holcomb. I come from Columbus, Ohio. I lived there for uh, the first 30 or 31 years. Uh, moved down here with my wife, Stephanie, and two daughters, Ailey and Lola. Uh, they're second and fifth grade at CSS, so they're kind of doing their jam out there. And uh, so we've got that going on. Uh, moved down here to start a business called Additive America, so I was kind of doing some LinkedIn uh, influencing in my industry of additive manufacturing there for a little bit, and then kind of broke off from where I was and kind of leveraged some of that influence into, into launching my own brand and, and starting up, and then the roads led here to Kinston. So that's uh, why we moved to Kinston in 2019 and kind of sold everything up in Ohio and kind of packed it all into a U-Haul and said, let's go try this thing, and uh, that's why we came so, down So here. why Kinston? I mean, what was so special about Kinston that made you decide to move your young family all the way from Ohio to this little uh, heaven on earth little yeah, spot? But, yeah, for sure. No, it was... Uh, Kind of, it was just a weird timing for everything, and we were kind of just going through um, kind of the steps of like figuring out and starting a business, and we're just kind of really open to um, adventure, I guess, at that point in our life. So we had kind of already established a life in Columbus, and we kind of did the, you know, we had a house, and we had, we had the kids into a school district that we really liked, and we thought that that was kind of the path that we were going to take. And sometimes some things just kind of change, and you catch a curveball, and you kind of just go with it. And so that's kind of what kind of got things rolling, but. Um, and the time that we were in the summer of 2019, we came down and we visited to kind of like get a lay of the land. You know, you can look online, but we wanted to kind of see it ourselves uh, firsthand. So we came down actually during uh, when Queen Street was all ripped up. Mm. So they're doing all the all the repaving. I mean, it was just gravel, most of it for, for that time when we, when we were here. But I really liked the opportunity of what was happening there with kind of what was seemed like a clean slate. The, the state had come in and cleaned the slate and put in new um, new infrastructure there. And usually when I saw that happening in Columbus, when you see the, the state uh, coming in and, and dropping some government money to improve an area, generally there's some private income that come, or private investments that come in and follow that. So uh, that kind of was a really integral part for us for choosing to come here, um, not just for the business because it made sense there, but also because the community was kind of at a crossroads and trying, trying to basically scoop itself out of a decline and it had some good infrastructure kind of put in place to get the ball rolling. So since being here, we've kind of also seen that that's continued to take hold and keep going. The snowball is continuing to grow and you know we, we jumped in and got ourselves our little slice of it down there too and, and we really like that. But I think when I see that, I see it expanding. Generally it grows from the inside out. And so that kind of helped make the decision. We didn't feel like we were we didn't feel like we were coming to a dead city as much as I've 
kind of felt like people may have had that feeling of the area in recent years, I feel like it's definitely starting to grow. Well, now that you've been here a while, got your business established, you've got a building downtown. Tell us, you know, why are you running for mayor? Why, why, why does Zach Holcomb want to be the mayor of the city of Kingston? Well, uh, jokingly, the reason my wife would probably say is because I just needed more things to do, which is uh, which is kind of a, a hilarious thing. But no, I think the, the main things that kind of got me in, interested in it was when I first got down here, I was just really open. I really wanted to learn, and the best way for me to learn as much about the city I moved to was to start watching city council meetings and doing that kind of thing when we kind of had the COVID thing happen and now all of a sudden the meetings are, are very easy to be watched. I just started really spending a lot of time diving into kind of the way things were operating here. And then, I mean, I was interested in kind of politics in the local scene um, where I lived in Ohio. I was, if I would have stayed in my neighborhood, I was definitely going to try and get on the HOA board because I saw things there where I thought that they could have been improved upon and things like that. So I've kind of always had like an eye towards being involved and in, in helping to improve things because I, I genuinely enjoy, I'm kind of a process engineer by nature, so I like finding the process and then determining ways to optimize it. And that's largely where I see the, the opportunity for me to help the city of Kinston to kind of go in and just look at things from uh, a business perspective, but just an overall efficiency. I think there's a lot of things that can be kind of cleaned up and uh, made more efficient, which makes the tax dollars go farther and kind of can help alleviate some of the issues that we're seeing. Um, I understand throughout. that. You know, that's, I, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but I've actually been very uh, openly critical of the mayor and some members of the council for uh, their attempts to give themselves pay raises over the last uh, two years. I mean, how much money do you really think the mayor and council should make? I mean, what is sufficient for those roles? I mean, I generally believe that like, if you're running to serve on a public office, the pay is almost secondary. I mean, it's 100% secondary. I almost believe that in a situation where you have a budget deficit that we had here in 2021 to where we actually raised property taxes, I would like to see, and this is something that you get being a business owner, if you aren't making your bills as a business owner, are you going to take away from all of the other employees or are you going to take away from yourself first? And so to see a two-handed move where we were trying to take from the taxpayers and also add to the pockets of the people in the positions to serve, I mean, they told us that they wanted the position, they wanted to be elected to serve, not to get a paycheck. And so in general, I think if you're raising taxes to meet a budget deficit, the people voting to raise those taxes on taxpayers should forfeit their money, their income from their position until that budget deficit is matched or made due. And so that's largely what I would plan to do is until we get back, until we're not in a, a deficit, I as mayor will not take a salary for the position at all. And I would like to see you know, if that would be another position that other folks would be willing to take um, alongside me in the council and say, hey, listen, I'm in this position because I wanted to serve. I don't need the money to survive and I'd much rather give it back to the taxpayers. It's not a ton of money, but uh, it does it does equate to about 15 to 20-ish percent of the tax raise that, or the deficit, deficit that we did have if you were to kind of start backing some of those things out. So um, that's my short answer is, if there's a deficit and we're raising taxes, we shouldn't be paying publicly elected well, officials well, to make that vote. There's a novel idea. So uh, right now, there are three main people who are not serving our community right now, three department heads, city manager, our police chief and our planning director. Uh, wh which position do you think is most crucial to fill now and what, what kind of person are you looking to fill that role? Sure, I think of the three that we have available right now, I think the largest one is the city manager position. I think just like a football team, you'd start by bringing in your new GM and you would allow that GM and your vision through the GM, your vision together to then allow you to go through the interview process for the other positions that then kind of file down the line. Um, so that would be the, the 
method that I would take uh, moving forward would be to start at the top, fill the other positions, the city planner and the, um, the police chief position, then once you have your city manager um, in place. In terms of a city manager for myself, um, I would definitely be looking for someone that's come from an area where they went in and helped grow things. Um, we had that in Tony where he came in, he followed along with a vision and he saw the vision and helped us reach uh, goals along the way to get to where we are today and that's kind of where we're at. So we, we're there, we've had that in the past. I think finding someone that has a business mind, someone that's willing to call it how it is, someone from outside the area, doesn't have the local ties, similar to myself, it's very easy to come in and call things as exactly as they are if your emotions are not into it and I think that would help as well. Finding someone to relocate here to Kinston and who better to find someone and talk them into relocating here than someone who's actually done it themselves. And once that position is filled, certainly and if you get a chance to become the mayor, uh, there are a lot of issues facing the, our community, but what do you see as the most pressing issue today? And as mayor, how would you work to solve it? Sure, I think like the number one issue in Kinston right now is the democratization of information. We currently don't have it to where everyone is on an equal playing field on being able to reach high-speed internet and then learn all the things that you can do with that access. Um, you know it as well as I, there's a whole nother world of e-commerce out there. There's a whole nother world of businesses that can be created based on your ability to get on the internet, figure out and assess things and discern uh, the best path forward. And I think that we are cheating ourselves as a community because we have such a large disparity in the families that can reach the internet with their kids growing up or young adults versus those that cannot. And so I think that for us, for me personally, it's the democratization of information in the city of Kinston. All right, and, and what would you do to help solve that problem? I think I don't have the perfect per, uh, particulars on it because I haven't been in politics. You know, I, I'm coming from the private sector, but I think that negotiating along lines with private companies to kind of, I, in my perfect world, I think, it, I think of high-speed internet now as like water sewer, electricity, it's a core thing that we need to have to actually be successful as a society. So finding a way to get that in and, and possibly present it as a public utility. Um, I know that the, the service and the support from the public utilities, though they may, you know, there may be complaints about pricing, um, but the service has always been there from the people working for the city. And I think as, if we come in and do this in pairing with making things more efficient, taking a Six Sigma look um, at the processes and the workflows internally in the city. I don't see there being really a, a, a roadblock to adding that extra service and still keeping the other, the, all the employees that we have now. We just may be repositioning some of them into, hey, you're working in broadband now. Um, as opposed to this, that, and the other. So. And many small businesses, uh, which you you have one in downtown Kinston, I, I do as well, many small businesses are actually faced with a shortage of employees. Um, in fact, some have even said, look, we're, we're so shorthanded, we're not even going to open on Mondays. I can't remember that happening. I've been here a long time, and so there are several businesses that are closed on Mondays. Uh, is there anything the city could do or you as mayor could do to help uh, get the workforce back so that we are uh, having our restaurants and businesses open on Mondays again? Sure. I mean, it also it brings like an interesting concept to mind for me of like, I mean, you can have job fairs and you can do this and that and the other. But again, it comes back to, um, you know, getting to the information. If you don't have Internet and Sanderson Farms is only hiring if you can apply online. Well, and let's say X percent of the city doesn't have access to high speed Internet. Well, then that many people aren't applying for that job in theory unless they go out of their home. Um, to a place that does to do so. I think that the way that the city can help um, kind of utilize resources and things like that is having, having more opportunity to kind of get those folks and those businesses together in a job fair type forum, um, but making it a little bit easier for folks to 
to basically communicate that they're here with these skills, ready to get here. I think that that's, um, we have folks that have skills, but they don't have the tech skills to be savvy when they're filling out that application. And I think that those are things that can hold people back um, in getting those opportunities. Well, and as we've talked through some policies, I want a little bit more about you. As you kind of think of a, a closing argument of, I'm Zach, I'm running for mayor, this is why you should vote for me. Uh, give us a closing argument on why people should vote for you as they go to vote right now all the way up through Tuesday, November 2nd. For sure. I think um, for me, this election comes down to, to one very simple thing. A lot of elections kind of come up to be an emotional thing for people, and they make a decision based on emotion. I feel like if you took the emotion out of things and you just looked at this situation with the candidates that are here, um, and you looked at it as who do you think can do the best job to carry us forward, bring in new business, get, a, get us prepared to grow as a community, both literally and figuratively, um, it kind of provides an interesting thing. And then you have one choice that really comes down to, um, do you like the way and the path that the city is taking? Because if so, you have two options. There's pick your flavor. Which one do you like? They've both been in. One's been in for four, one's been in for six. Pick your flavor of, I like the way the city is going, let's go this direction. If you don't like the way that the city has been going the last four or six years, you have two other options, and I'm one of those options, and I hope that I'm the one that you choose. Oh, fair enough. Well, thank you, Zach. Zach Holcomb is candidate for mayor. Appreciate you being with us today. Thank Absolutely. you for your willingness to step up, put your name on the, on the ballot. I've done it a few times myself, so I appreciate your willingness uh, to serve. And, and thank you also for watching this broadcast. Please remember to join our entire News News team on Tuesday, November 2nd at 7.30 as we host our election night uh, live results show at 7.30 p.m. on our Facebook page. And we can't do it without the help of Senator Jim Perry uh, and Social House Vodka. Uh, look, early voting is happening now, so please, please exercise your right to vote. And make sure you go to newsnews.com and subscribe to our free daily newsletter. In fact, if you like breaking news text alert, just text the keyword NN to 484848. That's NN to 484848. Uh, and look, just want to say a big thank you to all of our sponsors. You'll see them on the next screen. Thank you all the sponsors for helping to make this possible. And we certainly hope you have a great day. Thank you so much.